dust and rust, fired up and off my 86. I'm headed more bound by sundown to a place that really kicks. When I was young and dumb at the clear water, I got my legs. I'd gone and kissed a woman who was another man's mess. I haven't been back since the lodge burned to the ground. Then if those walls could talk and walk, they'd be the gossip of the town. All the reason I'm coming back here is because of a dare. All evolving this fine young woman with long brown hair. I asked her if she'd like to dance. Secretly hoping it might lead to romance. She said yes, so long as her daddy said it's all right. I said great, now it's a date at the clear water tonight. Well now, night arrives and I'm in my best suit and shoes. I knock on her door thinking, hey man, what have I got to lose? To my surprise, her daddy arrives with a shotgun in his hand. He said, try to take my little girl dancing, I'm gonna kill you where you stay. I'm running to the lies, alone and in the rain. Sat down at the bar, ordered a drink to ease my pain. Father Fortune must have been watching as my glass went dry. Walks in my brown head beauty with mischief in her eyes. Woman of my dreams is standing by my side. Long brown hair, purple dress, thigh. I guess it didn't matter what her daddy said, it ain't right. I said, Great, now it's a date at the clear water tonight. Well, she me on the shoulder said show me what you got the dance floor is open boy and the band is playing it high i took that woman by the hand i wrapped my arm around the waist yeah we danced like fire all night and been lovers since that day years have passed and she looks just as fine that's right my breath is 10 out of 10 times in time her daddy said hey this is all right yeah so many words in that song oh man no i got to the end there and i was like you're off the rails bud hey welcome to kvnf everybody my name is cousin curtis and that was almost a song good grief well you know to those of us who don't know any better we would have thought it was a song great All right, everybody, it is time for talking Music on KVNF Mountain Grown Community Radio. I'm Taya J. I'm joined today by Montrose-based, award-winning, rootstomp musician, Cousin Curtis. Hey. Bringing a lot of joy to the studio. <laughs> Thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So you are my first guest on this show of 2023. Yes! Yeah! Thank I'm, you. I'm curious if you uh, have any intentions that you're setting for this upcoming year or things that you are looking forward to. Yeah, there's a there's quite a laundry list. I think one that I'm really excited about is uh, I want to take tap dance lessons. Yeah, so I'm looking into that. So if you have any recommendations on teachers uh, on the West Slope or anything like that, I've, I haven't reached out to anybody in Montrose yet because it kind of seems like everything's geared towards... Uh, kiddos which is fine um but uh, i don't know if i need private lessons or anything like that but yeah i want to learn how to tap dance i think it'd be great that's amazing i can see you in the back there like you and all the kiddos yeah. it's cousin curtis and all the kiddos 
We'll see. Yeah. That's the other thing is like I, I want to learn how to do it, but I don't really want to do like a, a a large ensemble performance. I'm not sure right. about that. Right. Like, yeah, I just kind of want to do it for me. That's awesome. Why tap? <laughs> There's a history of tap dance in my family. Um, my grandmother was a tap dancer, and uh, uh, I wish that I had the chance to ask her more about it. Um, but as the story goes, she was an incredible dancer, an incredible talent, and was offered a spot on Broadway. And she was not allowed to go because it was not a woman's place to be dancing in public on a stage um, at that point in time. And uh, that's that's all the story that I know, and I wish that I could figure out more about it. But it's always been something that's infatuated me. Like, I, I enjoy uh, uh, remembering as a kid going to a music festival and watching um, this. I don't even know the name of the band, but there was this woman who was tap dancing and playing fiddle at the same time. And it was one of those nights where it was cold enough, um, but humid enough to where she looked like she was on fire because steam was rising from her body. And it was just the cool, it's like, it's just the coolest image. And then there's another band that I really enjoy um, that imprinted on me when I first started playing music called Des Temps en Temps. And uh, it was three guys all tapping the same rhythm and playing their instruments. And there was a guitar player, a harmonica player, and a fiddle player. And it was just the coolest. And uh, um, yeah, I'd check them out. Uh, Détente Saint Temps. And uh, they've got, I don't know, a bunch of music out there. It's awesome. So can we expect when you get really good at tap for you to incorporate it into the Cousin Curtis act? Absolutely. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full outfit, maybe a kilt. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that segues us really nicely into this Does idea yeah. of <laughs> who knew, right? Yeah. <laughs> the kill part or the tap dancing? All of the above. Love Just it. you being here, really. Oh, nice. um, it segues us really nicely into the idea of root stomp, which is the type of music that you play. I've heard you describe it as a four on the floor yeah. beat with a kick drum, yeah. a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that it? Does that feel... Right? Yeah, that's it. Root stomp is just basically that. Uh, something that's easily recognizable, but it starts with the stomp. It's like a stomp and holler um, and uh, going from there and, and basically giving anybody and everybody, no matter what walk of life you come from or what music you enjoy, uh, something to latch onto. And then the rest is 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 filler. And I don't mean to downplay it, but yeah, but giving people like that. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I know that... Um... In many configurations, you play with a rotating cast of musicians. Today, yeah. you are in the studio solo. But yeah. to me, you have the same amount of energy and sound <laughs> and sort of robust uh, quality to your music being just you. How do you do it? How do you, how do you bring that? What, what qualities are you evoking when you're playing? Wow. I don't know. I think I'm a loud guy in general. I always have been, um, even as a kid. And for the, the longest time, um, even before playing music full-time as, as a career and, and well into it, it was always solo. And I, I just really got tired of being pigeonholed as you're a solo artist with an acoustic guitar, so you're going to play coffee shops only. You're going to put people to sleep. You're going to be quiet, chill, singer-songwriter. And I was like, no, I, I can't. Like, there's too much lightning in a bottle. There's too much, like, uh, energy and enthusiasm for life to do that. And so it was like, well, I'm going to play loud and I'm going to play fast and um, fill a lot of space. And honestly, bringing in other musicians um, has been a huge learning curve for me because now I'm doing less. And it's like every instrument that gets added, I have to pull back. And I'm learning now that that's 
awesome and it's fun because the less that I have to do musically, the more I can do performance-wise. And I don't know if that makes sense, but maybe other musicians out there can resonate with that because you just gotta you gotta make space. And I really enjoy that. Absolutely. And that description of lightning in a bottle, I think you nailed it. I think that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <Cool. laughs> <was> like, ah! <laughs> Well, with that in mind, Cousin Curtis, will you play another tune for us? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, this one's called Cut from the Same Cloth. Afternoon, I was hanging upside down. My race car flipped the door, I'm smelling fumes all around. Next thing I see is a spark that did ignite. My head's on fire, but I can say, Never had a bad day in my life. No, no, never had a bad day in my life. I travel on the world on something fast, on someone else's dime. Whoop, no, never had a bad day in my life. I burn the candle at both ends of the field. Was gonna make me a star singing na na na. Never had a bad day in my life. I travel in the world on something fast, on someone else's dime. Ooh, no, never had a bad day in my life. I burn the candle at both ends, but it feels mighty I'm looking for that last big splash, and then I'm gone. Till you head to a sliver moon, you can see me hanging on. See me hanging on. Now, now, never had a bad day in my life. I travel in the world on something fast, on someone else's dime. Ooh, no, never had a bad day in my life. I burn the candle at both ends, but it feels mighty nice.
traveling the world on something fast on someone else's dime. It's on, never had a bad day in my life. I burn the candle at both ends, but it feels mighty nice. I burn the candle at both ends, but it feels mighty nice. I burn the candle at both ends, but it feels mighty You are listening to Talkin' Music. That is the delightful sound of Cousin Curtis having so much fun. You have so much fun when you play. It's such a joy <laughs> to watch you. You're all smiles. You totally, like, where do you go when you play like that? Um, I, I, First off, thank you. And uh, I don't know. I think uh, it's song to song, right? Like, that song is based on a true story. And so whenever I play it, I'm transported back to the person that I met that told me that story that basically wrote that song. Um, and I cracked the joke about, you know, he wrote 90% of that song during this conversation that he and I had. And I just filled in the blanks and made it rhyme where it needed to. But it's pretty darn true. And uh, so I just think about how random that conversation was in the situation. And, uh, and, and it makes me smile. And it's also, it's also a really fun song to play musically. It's a cool uh, sing-song story. Um, and uh, I don't know, it makes me happy. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, and you can totally tell. Is that how you approach songwriting? Is it, does it, you draw from life experience, from interactions, from stories? Where, yeah. do you, where do you pull from? Yeah, predominantly that. That's why I think traveling is so much fun and touring is fun um, uh, I, because you get to meet strange and interesting people and everybody has a different way of speaking, a different way of describing how their day was and what they've been up to. And, and it's even like different families have these different sayings. And so I kind of, when I hear something, I'm like, oh, that was, that was interesting. I'm going to latch on to that. And it's not always <clears throat> like an entire story throughout a conversation of having, having with somebody like that last tune was. Um, sometimes it's just a word or a phrase or a situation or something that they're describing. And so I, I try to just remember little snippets and build a short story and characters around them, conflict, all that kind of stuff, and hopefully resolution. I love it. You could teach a master class in the short story. <laughs> <laughs> there it was, Maybe. ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you must be pretty observant of the world around you then in that case. It seems like you're listening and watching. And would you say that's true? Uh, sometimes. I think uh, sometimes, I, you know, you, you tap into it and you're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actively pay attention to what's going on now. I'm in a strange place. Maybe that's it. Maybe trying to be more observant in unfamiliar territory because like I could probably walk around my house and not see a pair of socks that I threw on the floor, but that's because it's my house and they're my socks. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. That's, that's nothing new. It's nothing novel. Um, and then you get some place where you're, uh, I don't know, scared or excited, nervous, whatever it might be. And then you're like, you have this heightened sense and you're like, okay, I'm paying attention to everything because I have to like that kind of thing. I don't know. I wonder if that's what happens to my dog, because when I walk her on trails that she's not familiar with, she's so well behaved, yeah. but put her on a trail that she knows well, and she's like, peace, out of it. Yeah. 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 We, uh, we, had, we had a dog. Um, uh, unfortunately, he you know, we recently said goodbye, but if we did an out and back trail on the way out, it was the same thing. He'd be super stoked on life, but he'd be right next to us, and on the way back, 
he'd be like, well, I know where we're going now. And sometimes he would even beat us back if it was like when we were living in Alaska, um, he'd beat us back to the house and somebody actually like picked him up because they thought he was lost, but he was just chilling. And then we, you know, he's got a tag on his collar and it said, you know, my name's Doug. I like to roam, send me home kind of a thing. And then our numbers were on the back. But uh, yeah, it was, it, dogs are funny like that. So yeah, there we are. We're dogs. We're mutts. That's yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. It's all the same instinct. Yeah. Oof. So Curtis, you had a very busy touring season this last year. That's I know you spent about... <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Oh God. Um... You know, focusing on the positive, uh, ever the optimist, let's go with that. Um, We, predominantly through the late winter, spring, summer, and into the fall, um, it was mostly, I'd say probably 80% of the shows, if not more, were all some sort of power duo, power trio, or a four-piece band. And that was awesome. It's the first time it's ever happened. Some other notable milestones, uh, we covered the most ground uh, of any year let alone touring season quote unquote throughout the summer months is usually like the best like festival season stuff like that we went all the way um up to alaska multiple times um down into florida texas coast to coast from california uh to virginia dc jersey um I can't, I, I could look at how many states, I'd have to look it up, but it was a lot. Driving mileage alone um, eclipsed well over 30,000, I think closer to like 35,000 miles of driving. Um, we also rolled over 300,000 miles in the van. Yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> it's at like 305 right now. Um, and uh, somebody was like, so what's the next milestone for the van? And I was like, 400,000? Like. It's uh, lucky enough to be able to drive a Sprinter van. And if you own a Sprinter van, then you know that it's also like synonymous with unlucky enough just because like it runs great. And when you need to fix it, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it runs great until it doesn't. And then yeah. it costs you an arm and a leg Absolutely. and another arm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very fortunate though. I have to give a shout out to the folks at Adrenaline Vans in Montrose because I think that they saw the van and took pity on me. And we have since become friends with the amount of times that I've dropped it off and been like, can, can you do something? And they're like, uh... Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's your budget? And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And they're like, okay, great. So they're they're amazing, and Tim and the whole crew over there are just are awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, are you setting intentions for the year ahead in terms of touring? Are you thinking strategically about how you want to do it, maybe differently this year, or yes. do it again this year? You're in a bit of a down period right now, but yeah. heading into heading into touring season, what are your thoughts? Being more efficient, more effective, and doing whatever is possible to stay near Colorado um, within the state. There's a lot of opportunities in Colorado that I haven't, that we haven't really branched out to explore because prior to living in Colorado, there were already these home bases as far as like touring goes. You kind of want to, I think Green Sky Bluegrass said it best. They're like, keep going back to towns and venues until they feel like home. And I already had those. I had them in Alaska. I had them in the greater Midwest area, like Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, the Chicago Burbs. Things were starting to branch out into Arizona and Texas. Um, And then Colorado, the West Slope in particular, became the home base. And now the West Slope is starting to feel a little bit like home, but there's been very little interaction with the Front Range. And, like, that's where all the cool kids are. Like, that's where, you know, you can really – meet people, network a little bit more just purely based on population and venues, festivals, promoters. So I'm really, really trying to 
capitalize on a 500 mile radius. And we can kind of branch out from there and like include like Kansas City, Salt Lake City, uh, Phoenix, greater Phoenix area, that kind of thing. Um, but in general, yeah, capitalizing on being home in Colorado and trying to just make friends, musical friends, so that there's more collaboration, there's a uh, uh, better chance of getting um, on a co-bill with another artist for at least, if not one show, several, and doing like short-run tours. Like I've got, yeah, I've got dreams of what bands I want to try and partner up with, and it's so funny to try and it's like dating, and I don't even know what dating is like, but like it's like trying to figure out how to approach something and work the long game versus asking for favors because that's just the worst. And I did that when I was younger and I burnt bridges and like got snubbed and I really don't want to do that again. And it's like in the music world, you can't really ask for things. You just have to be present and hope that it works out, in my opinion. And if I'm totally wrong, someone DM me and tell me what to do because like all of this, like very fortunate to have an incredible booking agency that's lining up all the tour dates so far still self-managed and I have no idea what I'm doing like it's day to day it's show to show it's tour to tour so any kind of guidance let me know please (laughs) I love that you're so honest about that well yeah I mean well thanks but I guess like full transparency is the name of the game now like I'm not going to pretend like I know everything because I don't and I continue to make mistakes and will forever make mistakes but getting to a point where it's like what next like I, I don't know what to do like it's a sign of, I think, getting a little older is that humility, you know, like yeah. being willing to admit that you don't know everything because otherwise you actually miss the lessons by pretending like you already know. Right? Yeah. And I think too, like when people are trying to give you advice and you answer with like, oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course, like you already know, then they just stop giving you advice. And that's another thing that I try not to do anymore is when somebody's talking, listen. Yeah. What a novel idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask, who are some of your musical crushes? Who are you? Uh, wow. Okay. Musical crushes. Are we talking like... Like, who do you want to play with? Who do you want to tour with? Who do you... I want to make friends in Colorado. That's really what I want to do. So, like, the you know, uh, Buffalo Commons, um, the Sweet Lilies. Uh, there's a, uh, a handful of the guys from Infamous String Dusters, Andy Frasco in the UN. Andy Frasco, please, dude, like... I would love to connect. I love your vibe. I love what you do. Uh, your Monday morning messages on Instagram are absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, and the list goes on from there. And there's so many that I don't know, and a lot of them either have front range roots or they're based somewhere near there, um, or even like a little bit closer, like Steamboat. But yeah, the list starts there and then and then grows. I mean, the Steelhouse Junkies—they're on the West Slope as well, and I adore them and will co-bill with them anywhere and everywhere just because they're incredible people and above and beyond incredible musicians so yeah it continues to go from there yeah yeah love it what do you hope the listener walks away from your music feeling joy (laughs) like happiness like give give anybody a moment to where like uh they feel joy and enthusiasm a new spark for life whether they're having the greatest day already when they show up to a show or they're having the worst day possible. I love everybody to leave with a smile on their face and make it contagious, you know, like spread it around and, and, and not in like a self-fulfilling way um, or an ego-driven way, but like just genuinely be like, I had a really good time at this show. You should go watch because it's a therapeutic event versus, you know, 
trying to get streams on Spotify or trying to turn a coin or whatever like that. I think that matters more. And I think that lasts longer, um, having that feeling of just pure zest for life. (laughs) And it seems like you have a pure zest for life, but I'm curious if you're the way that you play changes depending on the venue or the audience, like playing an interview like this, where it's just you and me here in the studio versus playing a show versus recording an album. Like does, does your energy level differ or does the way that you show up change? No, it definitely differs. I wish I could say that it's the same every time, but it definitely differs. There's always like, it's, it's, it's definitely affected by the venue, but almost more so my day, like what happened yesterday, what happened this morning. And to be totally honest, sometimes you got to shine it on. And that's unfortunate to say. I wish it was easy enough to be like, yeah, every day is awesome and and I'm loving life. And that's just not true. And so doing interviews like this like or shows like this, I today in my mind frame would rather be here versus in front of a massive crowd. And that's just today um so it's just yeah it's one of those things it's a beautiful balance of both I think yeah nicely said I'm gonna have you take us out on one last song but can we talk about what's upcoming for you in terms of recorded content yeah for sure okay so there's if if you've never recorded an album so if this is just like general listener or if you're a musician hopefully this is you know familiar territory or I'm doing something totally wrong but like you try to come up with as many song ideas as you can you you kind of hash them out and do scratch tracks and then overdub and et cetera, and get rough drafts and then go from there. Um, so it's fun being in the scratch track phase right now because there are no rules. And sometimes you get done, you feel really good about that song, and then you listen back later and you're like, this is trash. This is, this is hot garbage. Ditch it or change it or find the lines that actually mean something, make sense, and go from there. And so that's, that's the phase that I'm in right now. I think I'm at about like 10 or 12 songs right now. I don't know how many of those will make the cut. And through the writing process and editing process, there might be more songs that come about. But that's where I'm at right now. And I'm really, really hoping that it'll be something that is either like an EP that turns into a full album or just some singles for the most part to get them out prior to spring and summer tour and uh, give, give folks something new to listen to. Cause I feel like I've been playing a lot of the same songs, even though they've been changing with the rotating cast of musicians um, and hopefully a solidified band quote unquote to uh, uh, get some new stuff out there and get people back into it and engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. So this one's called forever nights. We drove for hours just to get there And my love didn't we look like fools I played a show and no one known I was even there They didn't care, but that was life And I was numb waiting till we could pack up and run But later that night as the freezing rain fell We loved a little deeper to fend off the hell of those nights that seemed all those nights they'd seem to last forever all those nights they'd seem 
Cousin Curtis, thank you so much oh, it's been for honor. joining me. Thank you so much for having me here. Such a pleasure. <laughs> we wish you the very best of luck with your tap dancing. And I yeah! expect the next time we interview you for you to tap and play for us both. That's a guarantee. Absolutely. Can yes. I get, it's, it's, it's in the audio vault Done. now, so yeah. you're committed. Thousand percent. Give me, can we not like an interview next week? It's just, it'd just no, be no, no, no. Next year. Yeah, you okay. know. yeah, yeah absolutely. We're, we're going to give you a year. You'll be back January 2024 oh God, okay. tapping and playing. Yes. Root stomp on a whole new level. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Appreciate you, Curtis. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thanks, Dad.